Welcome to Being in Business, the podcast with me, Lou Portis, the podcast for soul-centered female entrepreneurs who want to encourage more ease, balance, flow, and joy into their businesses. Hey, hey, hey. Before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to take a moment to invite you to join me next week for the Connected Leaders Retreat. We start on Monday, the 18th of October 2021 at 1pm and run every day of the week until the 22nd of October at 1pm. Each session will be around 20 minutes to half an hour. And This is going to be a really delicious energy where we get you deeply connected with what it means to be a leader in your business. With lashings and lashings of flowing feminine energy to match the more structured um, masculine energy that we generally tend to employ when we are doing in our business so that we can learn how to both do and be in our businesses. This is for you if you want to create, maintain and flourish in your successful business without burning out. You started your business because you wanted freedom, but it isn't quite working out that way. You're committed to rethinking the way you show up for yourself in your business and you're considering returning to the rat race even though your business is successful. This is a five day experience that will give you the tools to shift from overwhelmed to disconnected or falling out of love with your business to knowing what you want. It will give you the tools to create a plan as to how you're going to get there and creates a small sustainable changes inside your business that enable you to show up as the leader you really want to be and to reach a whole new level of connection with yourself and your business. Sound awesome? Click the link in the show notes to come and join us and I will see you there at 1pm on Monday the 18th of October. And now let's dive on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I am joined by brand strategist and designer Kelly Whitman of Witten Company. Kelly creates brands that bring more clarity, ease and enjoyment into her clients' businesses as she supports them as they build their version of success. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And just as I read that, their version of success, I thought that really, really interests me as to why you say their version of success. So before we head into the questions that I had written down, what does their version of success mean to you? Well, it's different for everyone. Um, When I started my business, I was so, there was, you know, a few people, I think, well, let me back up. I think it's pretty common when we start our business, right? We start following other people. Um, and you know, you're learning from people who are farther along in their journey. And I, the same was true for me. And I got, I siloed myself for lack of a better term, very early on in that this was what I had to do. Like, this is what it would look like in my business. I had to be everywhere on social media because that was, those were the people that I was following and they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to do this and I had to do that launch and this launch, and I had to have this kind of service. Um, and I got really in my head and stuck in this cycle of what I felt like I had to do, because that's what was modeled for me based off of who I was following. Um, and mm-hmm. I didn't really explore other people and other options. Um, it wasn't until about a year and a half ago that I 
was listening to a podcast and I heard someone, they were interviewing uh, someone who didn't and wasn't on social media at all. And she had mm-hmm. a very, um, you know, especially from a revenue perspective, cause that's kind of, you know, how we measure things. Um, okay or can be how we measure things from a revenue perspective. She had a very successful business. She was very comfortable and she was only working about 20 to 25 hours a week. And that just got me like this light bulb moment of, oh my goodness, can, like, can that happen? Is that even possible? And obviously it is um, because this person is doing it yeah. and it really opened up my worldview and expanded my perspective of what is possible. And I started asking myself this question of, okay, well, if I don't have to do it, what these other people are doing, if there is another option for what my business can look like, what would that be? And really leaning into, okay, what's my version of success? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean for me? Because it's so different. And it's not to say the people that I was originally following that have these big businesses and are everywhere on social media, that's great fit for them. But it was the realization that it doesn't have to be a good fit for me. And part of the process that I love going through with my clients is opening up that perspective for them as well. Um, Cause there's a lot of times, you know, even regardless of where we're at in our business journey, we have the shoulds, right? Well, I should be doing this and I should be here and I should be on Instagram and I should be on Facebook yeah. and I should be doing this, yada, yada, yada. Um, and part of that journey of building this brand for, you know, collaborating with clients and building their brand is having and helping them get clear on, well, what are you really wanting? Um, Mm -hmm. What is that version of success for you right now in this season? Because I think it can change and then creating something based off of that. And it's different for everyone, right? So empowering myself and then also my clients and my community that you can have whatever version of success you want. There is no cut and dry black and white vision. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting to hear you use that word should, because it's, it's, I think, I think it has no place in the dictionary. Yes. (laughs) Because because it helps. It's something that keeps us small, isn't it? It's something that keeps Mm -hmm. us not believing in ourselves. It gives us a license to criticize ourselves. And you're, you're absolutely right. You and I come from very similar perspectives in the sense that this is the stuff I talk about with my clients which is it's all very well that that guru over there did it this way take what works from what they did Mm -hmm. for you and let the rest go yeah I love that you say that because oftentimes I think I know this was my perspective as well Um, when I found someone, I felt like I needed to do everything that they were doing because I wanted, because that's what I quote should, right. There's that word again, um, that I should be doing. I should follow everything, every step that they have, and then I'll get to where they are without even questioning if that's what I want. Um, or if that serves me or most importantly, is that something that I actually enjoy? And I I think we forget to ask ourselves that question, especially on the, the ease and enjoyment piece, because we just see what they have, the result that they have and think that by following the one, two, three steps, it'll get us there automatically without realizing, is that even where we want to go? Mm, yeah. And is that the way we want to do it even, yeah. you know, it might, I think something I've been discussing with quite a few people recently is it doesn't actually have to be at the same speed as anybody else either if your life me your life circumstances mean that for you 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 want to get there and you're dedicated about getting there but you need to do it over a longer time period then that's absolutely fine 
because right. it's your life and your business. Yeah. And one of the other, you know, big eye-opening experiences for me too was, you know, we're we're seeing their either, you know, towards the end, and I, I don't even want to say end or the after, but we're seeing them however many years in business and not that beginning stages um, because we weren't privy to it when they were going through it. And we compare, you know, one of the greatest, I think, gifts that I had learned um, and I heard over and over again and just the learning and the education of we can't compare, you know, our where we're at journey right now with someone else who's farther along because we're learning from them for a reason because they are farther along. So it's not serving us to compare where we're at now with where they are now, because they're completely two different phases. And that's why we're learning from them is because they are farther along and we want to be there. Um, But it's easy, at least it was for me, and it still is something that I struggle with of that comparison of, well, I'm here, I should be where they are. Um, And realizing, well, if I was where they were, then I would be learning from someone else um, Mm -hmm. in in that cycle. Yes, absolutely. And here's, here's something that is an interesting way to look at it, particularly because you are a brand strategist. To what extent do you think this knowledge, this way of approaching business should, now I don't want to use the word should, <laughs> is or can become part of your brand identity? I think it definitely can, you know, a huge, a huge part um, because it's, it ends up being part of your philosophy. So if we think about, you know, our brand strategy, which is, you know, how do you want your brand to be communicated? Your viewpoint on these types of things, you know, who do you want to learn from or what do you want your version of success to look like? And, um, you know, the different mindset perspectives that you have, whether or not it's intentional, they play a role in how you communicate and how your business and your brand shows up, Um, especially if you are in the space of, you know, who you're serving, like the coaches and the consultants, folks Mm -hmm. in the wellness space, Um, similar to my, uh, the clients that I work with, you know, you're selling an expertise, you're selling yourself, essentially, there's some aspect of a personal brand in there. So those philosophies and those viewpoints and perspectives will come out um, when you communicate and through that experience based off of client experience and brand experience. So 100%, I think it, it definitely plays into it. And there's, I think that's a good thing too, right? Because you, it gives you an opportunity to connect with people who have similar perspectives and viewpoints. Um, I know for me, you know, the clients who want to maybe show up everywhere and they're putting a lot of value in the the social media and that's a great business model for them but it's not something that i resonate with or teach so we're probably not going to be a good fit um Mm -hmm. you know just different based off of my perspectives and philosophies um and you know maybe folks who are only doing it for the money like again that's not a great fit for me um if you want fast growth not a great fit for what i do and how i teach um and how i work with clients so i think it's a natural selection um or it helps to to weed out mm-hmm. for lack of a better term people who might not be a good fit and that's okay there's nothing wrong with you know their perspective or yours it's just um it makes a better experience i think on both ends Mm, yeah, interesting. So for a solopreneur or very small business, is it possible to distinguish between the personal brand of the individual and the brand of the actual and the branding, the brand story of the brand? Or are they really 
really, really interlinked? From my perspective, I think they're linked to an extent, but I believe that your brand is its own person. It's its own identity, its own characteristics, has its own personality. And you get to be as the business owner, whether or not it's just you or a small team, you get to be intentional and strategic about that. Um, and what part of the characteristics maybe that you have that you want to shine through for your brand, um, because it might not always be a good fit and everything, every part of your personality that you have might not be a good fit for the brand experience that you want. So I always encourage people to get clear on what do they want that experience to be? And then what aspects of yourself can support that brand experience that you're going for? Um, you know, for example, I am more me as a human, me, Kelly, the person I'm more introverted and I am very happy being at home by myself yeah. um, with my dogs and my child and my husband. However, for my brand and the way that I show up, it's a little bit more extroverted in the sense that, um, you know, cultivating community and sharing things that happen in my business that I might not necessarily feel comfortable from the sense of, I like just keeping everything in. Um, so there's th certain things that serve my business well that don't necessarily 100% align with me as a, that are coming straight from me, but it's being intentional about the brand experience that I want my clients to have and what's going to serve them the most um, and, and looking at it from that perspective. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, thank you. And so- what would you say are the key elements of a strong brand? Consistency and being cohesive, I think are the number, number one and number two, which they kind of, they're very interlinked um, from my perspective, because when we think about the purpose of your brand, it's to build this connection and this trust with your community. So ultimately your business will grow, right? And people will buy from you. So when we think about having that trust and that connection and building it, a lot of what goes into that is showing up consistently and having a cohesive experience. So people know what to expect. If they don't have, or don't know what to expect, mm -hmm. then we cause confusion and that derodes uh, or degrades against your trust. Um, so when I think about building a strong brand, it's having the clarity so that you can show up consistently. So whether or not someone sees you on your website or they see you on a social media channel or get your email, they have a consistent experience and the expectation is set and they know what to have or what to experience when they come across one of your brand touch points. I would imagine that the clearer you are on that, from my experience, the clearer you are on that brand identity, the easier it is, or the, yeah, the easier it is to feel into the flow in your business because you, you don't have to start from ground zero every time you're going to create something mm -hmm. because you already have these markers. Is that the experience you find with your clients? Absolutely. Because when we think about you know, if you're not clear on who you want to work with, it's going to make writing an email newsletter or writing your website copy, or even something as, mm -hmm. as quote unquote easy as doing like an Instagram caption. Um, and you've had that feeling of, well, what am I going to write about today? And 
when we have clarity, yes, there still are those challenges, but you at least have a starting point for what to share and how to communicate when you do know who you're talking to and you know what you're offering and you know how you want people to feel when they experience your brand and you know why you're doing the work and why you're showing up every day. Mm. When you have those foundational elements set, then it makes like what, to your point, it makes showing up a lot easier and more importantly, fun because you're not scratching your head and going, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do today? And what am I going to say today? And how am I going to show up today? Um, you have a starting point and that's not to say that it can't change, right? You know, as you and I were talking before we hit record about how important personal development and mindset mm-hmm. work is on your business. And the more work that you do on yourself and on your business, the more it's going to change and your brand can change with you and have that fluidity. But when you have the clarity on the who and the how and the why and the what, you have a starting point and a foundation to go back to and then work off of um, rather than that starting from scratch and and figuring out, okay, I'm back at square zero or ground zero. Mm. Yeah, it's, I can, I can see entirely how the two mesh together. And what's really interesting is I have known for a long time how important personal development is in in the business in your own business story and I've also understood that branding isn't just your colors and your logo uh, which is where very many people certainly where I started in my very first business mm-hmm. but hearing Same. you talk I'm really able to see how it's part of how both are a huge part of everything you know because it, the brand voice and the the way that we can show up we need to make that easier for ourselves don't we Mm -hmm. because then we can slot into this place of being even when we're creating and not just do 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 all of the time yeah 100 and I think you know to your point don't we want to have more ease in our business um and that's that's the goal. I would argue, I would hope, (laughs) um, we don't always want it to be very challenging. And and like you said, yeah, this is a great opportunity when you have that clarity, um, to bring more ease and enjoyment into the work that you do and how, how you're showing up. And I think part of us, I know for me, this is still a story that I I struggle with and, and working towards. I feel like every single day it's that I have to work hard in order to have that success, um, in order to, have a you know legitimate business it has to be hard um and this idea challenges that in i think a really significant way because your brand is everywhere um you know everywhere you show up it's your your brand is out there and people are experiencing your brand so it can be challenging right of well can i bring more ease into my business um but yes, yes, you can. And it's, it makes it a lot more enjoyable and the whole journey, a lot more enjoyable. It's just one less thing, right. That you have to worry about. You can, if you're like me, you know, you can find other ways to bring some challenge into your business, um, <laughs> to make yourself feel, um, more enjoyable or, uh, more credible, I guess. Um, but it doesn't have to be in this branding space. It can be easy, easy and it can be fun and, and enjoy, enjoyable. Mm, yes. And I think that actually that we hearing you talk about feeling like it has to be difficult in order to be successful that is part of cultural stories for mm-hmm. in the UK and it, and from what I know of the US and from what you've said in the US as well that 
you know, we bring into our businesses this employee mindset, which tells us all of those things. Yeah. And actually, we get to do this thing called business, called entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship even, however we choose to do it. And we get to lay out the boundaries and, you know, create the story. And it doesn't have to mirror that I don't know about you, but I have a corporate background that that corporate story, which tells us that it has to be hard because actually being employed is hard work in the in the doing sense of of, of the word, isn't it? There isn't much being when you're mm-hmm. in, when you're working in an employed job because you're paid to do not be. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I, I came from the nonprofit space and I'm I would imagine they're probably pretty similar throughout the entire world in that you have to work hard. And that's, you know, the, the phrase that's not my job is not uttered in the nonprofit space because they don't have enough money to pay enough people to really take ownership of the work. And you just put your hands in and it's all hands on Mm -hmm. deck and you do whatever you need to, to move the mission forward. Um, so from that perspective, it played a huge role in, how I operate and run my business. It's something to your point of, that I'm still working through of, you know, hiring out support. And it's like, well, I can just do it myself. <laughs> no, you don't have to. That's the point is that you can hire it out and, you know, have someone who is an expert do the work a lot faster than you and with more ease and enjoyment, because that's what they do. And that's what they want to do. Um, so yeah, it's, it's working through those norms that society has of you need to work hard and I think too from a even just childhood thinking back to how I was raised and I'm very grateful for this but both of my parents instilled in myself and my siblings of you know you need to work hard like this is you're going to be that person when you get you're getting a job at you know when you legally can which here um you know for us it was 15 and doing babysitting jobs before then to make our own money and work hard um, to support ourselves it was very much instilled in us as as kids and which is great you know i'm very thankful for that but working through that now as a, a business owner is a little bit challenging yeah and i d- i don't know who it was that said it but there is a very famous entrepreneur you may know who said an entrepreneur is somebody that works 80 hours a week for themselves to avoid working 40 hours a week for somebody else. And for me, that is what in my first business, what made me think that I had to work 80 hours a week, which I did many weeks because that was the model of success that I had seen. And therefore, Mm -hmm. as we were talking about before, I felt that that's what I should be doing in order yeah. to achieve success. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. And it it's a um a huge mindset shift that I think you're constantly especially if that was a narrative for you because it's for me it's the same that I'm working through of um you know even this past month with having uh, a new baby of can I you know this constant question that I've been wrestling with of you know can I still reach my goals that I have from my business while working half part-time because of this new child and human that we have to take care of and keep alive. Um, and just really grappling with that and working through the story that says I can't, because I, you know, I feel like, I don't know if you have this for yourself, but for me, it's the challenge. Um, I'm a very stubborn person. So when I even, you know, with myself and I'm journaling or even just thinking through the thought processes of, you know, 
saying, well, no, that's not possible. And then I get the challenge of, well, yes, of course it is. You know, anything's possible. It's my business. I can do whatever the heck I want. Mm -hmm. Um, and just working through those, those things and those stories. And I think for me in the past, you know, three and a half, almost four years, the same story seems to come up, just shows itself in different, you know, clothes. It's just dressed differently. Um, so this narrative of working hard and that's what you have to put in a certain amount of hours in order to make a certain amount of money. Um, it's been really interesting to see it kind of morph throughout the years and what it looks like now. Mm. And having, as you know, having older children and my entire business journey has involved children as in children have been around. Um, I think it is having a business and having children gives you this opportunity to really think about what's important and to think about, you know, for me, when I set up the business that I'm now running, I had a list of what I was going to outsource as in, this is the first thing I would outsource. Then I would outsource that because I knew that Mm. I had a, I, I had a choice and that choice was, do I do it all myself and never see my children or do I, aim towards creating a balance that enables me to feel like I am I am managing all of the things I have to manage in my life which is a lot when you're a mum and a business owner I love that you were so intentional about it from the start um that's such a gift to give to yourself um and that's yeah that's amazing and I I would imagine too that that probably played a big role in you know, that intentionality and going in with that perspective and that mindset played a a large role in how you showed up just in general from, you know, an overall perspective and how you showed up for your business and the decisions you make, right? Because when you have that intentionality of, I'm going to hire this out, that's not my job. um, It, it brings probably a different perspective and just energy in the, the process of building a business. Right. For sure. Definitely. And I think even in those in the times when the when the things that were at the top of the list I was having to do them there it there was the the whole purpose is to get to a point where I don't have to do them anymore mm-hmm. and again I don't know about you but a, that is a huge change in mindset from being an employee when mm-hmm. actually even though I wasn't in a non-profit I would do as much as I could myself. There's mm-hmm. something about the human condition and the need to control in there as well, I think. <laughs> and that's a big part of the personal development journey, isn't it? Actually realizing that the only thing that we can control is ourselves. Yes. And beyond that, trying to control it actually really doesn't do us any favors. No, it doesn't. And I'm, I am a very type A control freak, much to, I think my husband's uh, dismay. And that's been a challenge, um, even, you know, both in personal and then professional. And I, I totally agree with you. It's this desire to control what we feel like we can. Um, and then the work for me, at least it happens when I have the realization, which you think by now, right. You would just know going into it, like, you're not going to be able to control this. Um, but it's having that realization and then going, Oh crap, you know, what, what now? And then taking that step back and either, you know, meditating, journaling, doing whatever that looks like for you, um, to figure out what's the reframe and how can I enjoy this without having the control, Mm. Um, which, you know, every new experience is 
the answer looks different. Um, at least for me, it does, you know, of what, what kind of ease and fun and enjoyment can I bring into this process, knowing that I can't control a dang thing, which is a scary place to be, right? It is a scary place to be. And the gift of doing the work is that you now know how to get curious about that Mm -hmm. and not beat yourself up for those moments. Because if we've been, if we have had control freak tendencies, hands up, me too. um, It's not something you just one day wake up and you're not anymore. It comes back to visit you, doesn't it? Yes, all of the time. And that's been the biggest challenge of this past. Um, so you know, this past month is kind of my first month back into working post-maternity leave. And, you know, I, I went into it with a plan of like, this is when I'm going to work. This is how it's going to look. And this is when she's going to sleep. Like, who, who do I think I am? Oh my goodness. Um, and that lasted about 0.2 seconds. I think by, you know, June 2nd, I was like, well, this obviously isn't going to happen. Um, and relinquishing a lot of that control and accepting a more fluid schedule of, you know, there were lots of tears. Um, it did not come easily. I don't think it ever, I'm hoping someday it will, but I don't want to, um, I think that's a, a false notion that, it's again, it's just new challenges. It looks differently. So it feels new, but it's always that same story, right? Of I just want to control this so that I know what to expect and mm-hmm. realizing that it's, it's okay. The fluid is okay. And, and having that uneasiness or the unknown, um, can be fun and exciting and enjoyable. Um, but to what you were saying, it's a process and, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I find that the, now that I have that perspective, now I know how to stop myself and investigate the feeling more often than not, if I slip into control, I'm not, that's the point when I'm not enjoying any of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I, when I pull back from that ease, flow, balance and joy all come back in again. Funny how that happens, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lesson uh, there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the greatest gift, right, is getting curious. Um, and I don't I don't know if this is for you, but when I'm in it, that always seems like the hardest option and the least enjoyable. But then when I start to get curious of okay, what is this really about and what could I do differently? And um, you know, what what could this look like? And what would it look like if it was easy? What would this look like if it was fun? Mm-hmm. Um, just getting curious about all of those questions, then yeah. I mean, it just, it does you automatically, I don't know, like something happens there, your universe shifts and the whole perspective, whether or not it's intentional, um, your viewpoint shifts. And then it does the ease and the flow just start to come in because you are getting curious and you're opening up that view of, you know, this is what I feel like it has to be. And then the realization of no, it doesn't. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things when I was reading through the um, information that you sent over to me before our chat today was that um, I think on your website, you'd call your, you describe yourself as unemployable, which really the, the idea of, of, well, I, I feel I'm unemployable too. So the idea kind of really entertained me. So what do you think it is now that makes you unemployable? And why is that a good thing? Well, I think it goes back to this, um, what we, what we've been talking about control. Um, prior to starting my business, I had worked in the nonprofit space for, um, three different 
organizations. And then I moved over to a startup and I had the same struggle, um, you know, retrospectively and just reflecting or looking back. Um, I can realize it now of, I always felt like they were doing it wrong. They weren't, they meaning my bosses and supervisors, um, and just other people that I was directly reporting to. I felt like I could do it better or I would do something differently. And that always frustrated me. Um, and I realize now that's just a, my control <laughs> tendencies. Um, but I use that as a, I think of that as a good thing now of that. I do have control, um, in the sense of I can control my actions and mm-hmm. before, you know, working for other people, um, I wasn't able to have that experimentation because it was, you know, they had certain expectations of me and my job. Um, whereas now as a business owner, if I don't like something or if I don't like the outcome, um, I can take responsibility for that and then I can change it. Um, and I'm not relying on someone else or approval from someone else to do something. And it has just that freedom of that I crave and that I love. And when something doesn't you know, an outcome in my business isn't the way that I want it or doesn't go the way that I want. That's me and my responsibility. And I can take ownership of that and change it so easily at the drop of a hat, right? You know, it's um, throughout the day, I can change course very quickly rather than when I was working for someone else, it was, you know, getting approval or that didn't align with where they wanted to go. And we had different visions for what should there's that word, but what should be done, um, you know, from a perspective. And if they changed their mind, you know, there was nothing that I could do. Um, the last job that I worked for was at a a startup for a software company. And we would, I remember I was there for 10 months and they changed who they wanted to work with their ideal client, you know, who the software was for about seven times. We would go down a path of we're going to work with this type of person. And this is what our software is going to be for. So then I would create the marketing for that. And that's who we would start pitching. And that's who we would go after and, you know, create lead magnets for, and um, start reaching out and doing outreach for that type of person. And then a couple of weeks later, maybe a couple of days or a month, you know, whatever they, the decision was, I would get pulled in of, no, we're actually going to pivot and go after this person. And we're going to do insurance now instead of real estate. And then we're going to do financial planning. And, oh, we're back to real estate. And it was just this constant cycle. And that, <laughs> um, I just remember the frustration of like, this is, this is why I need to have my own business. Um, and this yeah. is why I'm unemployable because I get frustrated. And then it, I know, um, for me, it can affect how I show up, um, yes. especially at work. And that's not fair to them. And it's also not fair to me. And, you know, I want to mm-hmm. work somewhere and do work that I really enjoy. And yeah, I think that's a long-winded way, but um, I don't know for you, but having tested and, and you know, t- now tasted the, the business ownership water, I'd have no, absolutely no desire to go back. Uh, no, I'm, I am exactly there as well in fact I did brief I had a business a handmade business went back and always I was back I think I was back for a couple of years in employment um, and always my eye was on mm-hmm. as much as I loved the people I worked with and did enjoy a lot of what I did it was on when I could buy myself the freedom and leave and be running my own business again and it's freedom in so many ways isn't it it's freedom of time yeah. choice and just so 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 much that I I totally resonated with you when you were saying that because I remember I used to feel so frustrated as a lawyer that I couldn't notice my own body's cues and say 
there is no point me being sat at my desk now because my brain isn't working Mm -hmm. go out for a walk around the park or whatever it might be because that's not what you're paid to do you're just paid to be there and you're paid to rack up the hours and that's for me one of the most important parts about the freedom that I have by having my own business it's that I get to choose and I get to notice and it comes back to where we were talking right at the beginning which is about being it comes back to I get to be as well as do Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah and it sounds like that is that's really important for you as well right 100% and I, I think about you know more of a tangible example one of the the values that me I hold and then also is um, a, a strong brand value for my business Witten Company is family um, and I mm. think you know going back to that being um, I get to be there for my family and and now you know just more from a kind of comical standpoint but every my siblings and my parents and you know nieces and nephews and they know that I have my own business and that I have control over my schedule so if something comes up I'm always the first one that gets the call of like hey Kelly can you come and do this or you know we have um I remember it was about a year and a half ago my grandmother had uh, broken her arm. So they, we had to do rotation for, you know, helping her with, you know, clothes and laundry and all of that stuff that she wasn't able to do. And I was so unbelievably grateful that I had the flexibility in my schedule to be there for her, um, and to support her and and my family in that way. And I, I think, you know, going back to in the traditional job that wouldn't have happened. I couldn't just leave and walk out and say, Matt, I'm not going to come today. Um, or I need to rearrange my schedule because I have to be here for my family. Um, I know there's a lot more process in it, right. Of like, I got to get time off. And if I have something coming up, then I won't be able to, and I can't just do that rearrange of the schedule, um, when family things come up that I need to be there for. And, um, I know, for, for me and my reason for doing this is to have that freedom and flexibility so that I can. And I think about now we're in summer in Minnesota, which are, they're beautiful. They're great. Um, you know, you're outside all the time and we do a lot as a family. And if I want to, I, you know, I've worked in taking Fridays off so that I can have time with family and we can go out to the beach or the pool or, you know, do whatever we want. Um, and that flexibility is so important. Absolutely. What came through in what you were saying there is that when we are employed, often we the mindset around the the job is I have to. Mm -hmm. And what you said right at the beginning of your answer there was I get to. Yeah. And that's a that's a shift that I think for me was conscious has been a conscious one in terms of the way I think about my business. I get to is expansive, isn't it? I have to, mm-hmm. it's a contraction there. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good perspective. And that's so true. Um, because I think oftentimes, especially when you are working for someone else, it can be hard to take ownership. Um, you know, I think good leaders and great, you know, I haven't had many of those, um, but I think good leaders will help you in that shift. Right. So even if you mm-hmm. are working for someone else, they'll help you take ownership of something and really own it so that you can have that mindset of, you know, I get to do this. And, mm-hmm. um, 
it, it makes it more enjoyable. Right. So you don't, yes. and that's the thing. I don't think owning a business is for everyone. Um, I have a few friends that they've said, you know, I have no idea. And I'm always like, let's, you need to start a business. It's so great. And they're, they have no desire. Um, but I think from that perspective, you know, they are working for doing work where they have that expansive mindset of they get to do the X, Y, and Z rather than I have to do this. Um, and that's a great, place to be in and know you kind of back to the mindset and the personal development work you can control you so you can control that perspective and that mindset so if you are working for someone else um you know you can shift it into you get to do this and you get to do that rather than you have to Mm, yeah absolutely well we are nearly at the end of the time we have available and as you know i have a couple of quick fire questions that i ask every guest so the first one of those is what does showing up for yourself in your business mean to you? Oh, that's a great question. Showing up for myself in my business means leaning into what is feeling good and respecting that desire um, or what that means for me in that moment. Um, you know, right now in this season of business and having a, a newborn, showing up for my business sometimes will mean a lot of, not sometimes always means a lot of grace. And if I can't get something done to the expectation or the standards that I had pre-child, that's okay. Um, you know, really leaning into done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. That, um, that phrase that gets thrown around a lot, which I'm taking it more to heart, you know, it's, it's good thing to say, but to actually follow through on that is, um, can be challenging. So I think showing up for me is a, a lot of grace giving and knowing, that fluidity is okay and lack of control <laughs> seemingly <laughs> lack of control um that's the season that i'm in and just embracing that um that that's okay and it kind of i keep saying that that's okay but that's one of the things that i have to tell myself a lot this is okay this is okay not having control is okay um so i feel like that's a very jumbled way to say that um grace and not perfection that's where i'm at Oh, I love that. And finally, how does showing up for you enable you to show up for your clients more? Mm. I think we all have this power that when we do show up with intention and authenticity and integrity for ourselves, we empower those around us to do the same uh, because they can see it and they I can't imagine that I'm the only one, you know, going back to that original example that I had shared in the beginning of when I discovered other people were doing their business in different ways, it was this whole shift in worldview Mm -hmm. and it enabled me to think differently and to shift my perspective. Uh, So I have the hope and the, the purpose of, you know, really following what feels good for me and being in that space of integrity that I am enabling and empowering others to do the same, that they can have whatever business that they want. They can reach and work towards and live out their version of success because I'm, I'm doing it in my own way and that we all look differently and that's okay. Um, but I think it just empowers others to do the same for their sel- themselves, um, which brings more fun and enjoyment and ease into our business when we are operating from that place. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Finding the ways to bring the fun, joy and ease in. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kelly. It's been an absolute pleasure to to talk to you. 
And if any of my listeners would like to find you, I, I will pop in the show notes, your social media links, et cetera. Where's the best place to find you? Yeah, the best place to connect with me um, is on my website and by signing up for a news, our newsletter. We, uh, I do, it's called the Branded Chat and we send it out every Friday morning. And that's just a great opportunity to continue this conversation about branding and um, just really business ownership and your version of success and, and everything that goes along with it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. Take care. You as well. Thank you for listening to Being in Business, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you subscribe. And I'd love it if you'd also consider leaving a review. They really do make a huge difference. If you'd like to learn more about me, please join me in my free Facebook group, Self-Worth and High Vibes for Female Entrepreneurs, which you'll find in the show notes. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook.